Hey ladies, welcome to the 18-Minute Revolution, a podcast whose focus is on transforming the lives of women so they can dream again, hope again, and live a life on their own terms. I am your host, Pastor P, two-time award-winning author and literary strategist. I teach emerging storytellers how to tap into their creativity, turn those words into stories that transforms the lives of others. The 18-Minute Revolution is empowering, inspiring, and created to push you to the next level. Welcome to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the blessings of rejection. Do you realize that rejection is no respect to person? It does not matter what positions we hold, what our title is, how much money we have, our status on our jobs, how big our homes are, how many cars we drive. Rejection is going to come to us at some point in life. And for some of us, we've been rejected many times. Rejection comes from our families, our friends, rejected from even our spouses. We have been rejected from our employer. We may have not gotten the job that we wanted. Maybe we got rejected when we didn't get invited to an event or maybe a platform to speak on. There are many forms of rejection. And there are many degrees, I believe, there are many degrees of rejection. What I mean by that is this, that some rejections don't sting or hurt like others. But nothing stings more or hurts more than getting rejected from someone who say or said they loved you. Someone who wouldn't fight for you in that relationship. Someone who easily gave up on you. That's a form of rejection. Rejection from a loved one digs real, real deep. That kind of rejection is on a whole new level. Yeah. I'm reminded of a passage of scripture in 1 Samuel 16, where that chapter talks about David being the chosen king and being anointed by God. But it, it didn't come that easy. He had to go through rejection, just like you and I. And so we're going to pick it up in 1 Samuel 16, and we're going to read a few passages of scripture there. And it starts out like this. It says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. God already told uh, told Samuel, go to Jesse the Bethlehemite, and he already had provided himself a king. David was this king. 
So in verse four, it says, And Samuel did what the Lord said and called and, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Have you come in peace? And he said, Yes, I come in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Concentrate, uh, consecrate for yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. In verse 6, Samuel says, uh, the scripture says, when they had come, he looked at his oldest son and he said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. This is Samuel. Assuming that it's the, the oldest son who's going to be the king. But God says something so profound in verse 7. He says, the Lord said unto Samuel, look not at his appearance or at the height of his stature, for I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I love that scripture. Because clearly God tells us that man looks on the outward appearance of a person. He looks at his statue. He looks at how much he has. He looks at the drive, the car he drives. He looks at how big his, his home is. He looks at the clothes that they wear. You and I, that's how we judge people. But God says, I don't judge that way. I look at your heart. God does not look at us through the same lenses we use. I'll say that again. God does not look at us through the same lenses we use. That's why people will judge us how God blesses us based on their own perception of us. If they perceive us to be wrong, why in the world would God bless bless us? If they perceive you wrong, why would God bless you? If it was up to people, they wouldn't even choose you or I because they would have already disqualified us. This is exactly what David was going through. David's father didn't even think enough to bring David to the sacrifice. Now, Samuel does not know that that, that Jesse has eight sons. He only sees seven because David's father had already canceled David out in his own mind and in David's father's, in in David's, in Jesse, in Jesse's heart, in his heart, he had already said it could not be David. David could not be the king because he didn't think David was even in a position to be the king of Israel. Because why? David was nothing but a shepherd because he dismissed David altogether. He canceled David out. And how many times have people canceled us out? Rejection is to dismiss a person. Rejection is to dismiss a person. In 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, it reads this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro 
throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. There is that word again, heart. God says, you and I judge based on what we see. But God says, I don't judge according to that. I judge based on the heart, based on the heart of the individual. God sees our hearts, just like God saw David's heart. God sees our hearts, and that's how he judges us. So God tells Samuel, no, you are looking through the wrong lenses. I'm looking for somebody's heart whose heart is pliable to me. That's what they, that's what that's who God is looking for. He's looking for a person whose heart is loyal and right toward God. Attention aspiring authors, faith-based leaders, women of faith, coaches and thought leaders. Everyone has a story to tell. Don't let anyone else tell your story. Our stories and experiences in life are not for us, but for others. Your story is the answer to someone's problem or pain. Why keep it to yourself? Share it with the world. Someone is waiting on you to tell it. Would you like to finally get your book written and published so that you can use your expertise to monetize and build a sustainable and profitable business? Are you ready to have your voice heard, your story read, and earn money in the process? If your answer is yes, I've created something I know can help you do just that. It's the Storytellers Academy Toolkit. This downloadable toolkit is filled with cheat sheets, checklists, templates, and more. Inside the toolkit, you'll learn how to use story mapping that will help you outline your story in less time. Be given ideas on creating a marketing plan from the ideal bank filled with 20 plus ideas on ways to promote your book before, during, and after publication. Not sure how to get your book copywritten? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this cheat sheet that gives you the step-by-step -step process on how to get it done. This toolkit is valued at over $1,200, but is priced for only $37. Visit storytellersacademy.org toolkit and download the $37 toolkit today. God looks at what's in our hearts. It's the matter of the heart and not the outward appearance. So back in 2 Samuel 16, in verse 10, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then he said to Jesse, are all your sons here? Jesse said, there is yet the youngest. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send for him, for we will not sit down to eat until he is here. Verse 12, Jesse sent and brought David in. David had a healthy David had a healthy reddish complexion and beautiful eyes and was fine looking. The Lord said to Samuel, anoint, arise, anoint him. He is the one. David walks into the room and he does not have to say a word because the spirit of God told Samuel, it is he. He is the one. 
Arise, anoint him. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. You have been marked by God. You too will go into, into rooms and doors of opportunities will be open for you. And you will go in and you won't have to say a word because the spirit of God rests upon you and the spirit of God will speak through you and people will see that you have been called, anointed and chosen and sent to that place. People will know that God has sent you because of the anointing that rests upon you. So doors of opportunities will come and the doors will swing wide open and you will walk through those doors and God's mark of the Holy Ghost is upon you and people will know and recognize you are the one. You are the one that has been called and chosen by God for such a time as this. In verse 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily in that day forward. Mm. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. Look at that. God will anoint you and I and show forth his glory and his goodness and his favor and his blessings upon us in the presence of our enemies. Is that not what the word says to us? In the presence of our enemies, God will do this. God anointed David in the midst of his brothers, in the midst of the haters, in the midst of the naysayers, in the midst of those who who laughed at him because he was young, who laughed at him because he was a shepherd. He was always tending the sheep. They laughed and they ridiculed him, but he was anointed by God. He was anointed by God. Listen, rejection can be a weapon the enemy uses to wound our souls. Can you imagine coming into a room and you seeing your family all there and a prophet of God and you were not even invited to the worship service? But God didn't waste any time. He immediately told Samuel, he is the one. He is the one. Rejections can, the enemy can use rejections to wound our souls if we allow it to. The wounding of our souls, the mind, the will, and our emotions. He can use those hurtful moments to try and stop our progress and our advancement. I wish I knew then what I know now when we're talking about rejection. Let me go back to David because there is still so much meat in that. In the fact that David was son number eight. And we know that the number eight means new opportunities. It's a season of new. 
a new chapter, new beginnings, new discoveries. God is going to do a new thing in you. This is your time. This is the new that God wants to do in you. The same like he wanted to do or he did in David, right in the midst of his enemies. Now going back, I wish I knew what I, I wish I knew then what I know now. The rejection could have sent me down this spiral tunnel of the, uh, because it was so painful of going through the rejection to wound my soul, to wound my spirit. All those nights of crying and, and, and not getting any sleep and being depressed and wanting to kill myself, having the migraines, going to bed with the migraines, waking up with the migraines, all kind of evil at work around me, no self-esteem, esteem, thinking no one would ever love me again. This is what rejection does to an individual. It puts them in this depression, in this de- depressive, depressive state. That's what it did to me. Thinking my destiny was over because somebody was out of my life. What I know now is I should have sent that person a thank you note. Oh, hallelujah. For everyone who has walked out of my life, a thank you note because of where I am today. A thank you note to everyone who disowned me, discharged me, disapproved of me, disliked me, disconnected with me, disqualified me, overlooked me, didn't see my worth, my value, didn't even want me. Thank you. Thank you because of the rejection has propelled me, thrust me, and has pushed me to become the woman of God that I am today. Don't let rejection stop you. Allow it to propel you. Allow God to use the rejection to work in your favor. To work in your favor. I should send them a thank you note. My pastor said this, it had to happen. The rejection had to happen. You know why? Without the rejection, you and I would not be where we are right now. And even if you're not at a place where you want to be because you've been rejected, I'm telling you, You will get there if you allow the process to take you there. Allow God to heal you from the wounds. Allow God to bring deliverance to those areas in your life that the enemy will try to wound your mind and your will and your emotions. Try to wound your soul. The rejection had to happen. The betrayals had to happen. People had to disqualify themselves. People had to reject me and get out of my life. My divorce, as bad as it was and as traumatic as it was, it had to happen. Everything in my life, the good and the bad and all the ugly had to happen. Everything in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, 
had to happen. Reject us all you want because God will show himself strong in our lives. God will show himself strong in our lives. And God did that very work in David. He anointed David in the midst of his brothers. Wow. Can you even envision that? Have you ever walked into the room and you knew people did not expect you to come in and they were surprised? It's like that. You'll be able to go into a room and they don't even expect you, but you show up because God called you there. Oh my goodness. The blessings of rejection. Don't be dismayed at the rejection, but only expect God to elevate you in spite of it. Don't allow the, 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 the spirit of rejection to make its way into your heart and cause you to be in a place of despondent, of being alone. Don't let it do that to you. Tell God, okay, I've been rejected, but I'm going to allow you to use this rejection to work in my favor. Allow it to work in your favor. Praise God. The blessings of rejection. When we allow God to use what the enemy has purposed for evil, for our good, we will know that it had to happen for a reason, for such a time as this. Hey there, my beautiful sisters. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. For more information about me, my books, or my services, or if you are an aspiring author and you need help publishing your book, I would love the opportunity to speak with you. Please visit me at my website, www.pauletteharper.com. I want to leave you with this scripture, Psalm 66, verse 12 from the Passion Translation. It reads, you've allowed our enemies to prevail against us. We've passed through fire and flood. Yet in the end, you always bring us out better than we were before, saturated with your goodness. Until next time, keep pressing.